Hello everyone, welcome to Writing Quest. My name is Brendan Pugh, and in today's episode we're going to talk about the first book of the Wheel of Time series, which I have finally read, called Eye of the World. Huzzah! Alright everyone, so today we're talking about the Wheel of Time. You can see that there? Fuller focus, there we go. The Eye of the World, book one of the Wheel of Time series, a 14, 15 book series, 15 with the prequel, I think, series that was started by Robert Jordan and unfortunately passed away, and Brandon Sanderson picked up the last few books, and it's one of the best series, I'm told, of all time, and I have never read it, and so I'm reading it for the first time. So this is my read-along video for Eye of the World. Before I get into it, I do want to address something. I have watched the TV show. I watched the TV show before I read the books. Um, I tried to read the books before, and I couldn't really get interested. One of my uh, siblings really loves this story, loves this a lot, and he's always been wanting to get me into it. And I just, I just couldn't. I just couldn't quite get into it. When the show came out, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that'll be a good way to kind of spike, spark my interest. And so I watched the show... And I'm not going to really get into a whole review of the show. I have some different thoughts about it, but I think there's a lot of channels out there, especially like Daniel Green and some other guys who and, and gals who have reviewed the show and done a probably better job because they know more of the lore. This is all I will say about it. Before reading the book, my opinion of Wheel of Time was still that it as a show, solo as a show, and I had no knowledge really of the story in the book. As a show, it didn't quite work. It didn't quite hit for me. Um, it it felt a little disjointed, and ultimately, as a show solo, I didn't think that it worked very well. Fast forward to now I've read the book, and I don't even know what was going on. Um, the show is nothing like the book. I would say like 90% of it, it really doesn't happen at all the way that it happens in the book. And of course, I get it. I'm not one to say that things have to be a straight adaptation. They don't, I, I get it. Like Lord of the Rings changed a lot of things. What I will say about Lord of the Rings though, is that the main kind of main points for the most part stay the same. And in Eye of the World, Wheel of Time, I didn't think that they stayed true to the source material pretty much at all. That's my opinion. You can, I'd love to hear what everyone thinks. I'd love to hear your reaction and thoughts down in the comments, so please let me know. Um, but let's get to the actual book, The Eye of the World. So I'm going to start off with my dislikes because I want to save the likes for last because I first, my overall opinion is that I really enjoyed this book. I had a little bit of an issue getting through the middle part, which we'll talk about here in a second, but for the most part, I really enjoyed this book, and I've started the second book, The Great Hunt, and I'm super invested now. When I tried to read it before and I couldn't quite get into it, now I am fully invested. I, I'm starting to really see, and I'm only two books in, a uh, book and a half in, and I'm already starting to see why this is so critically acclaimed as one of the best fantasy series out there. For my dislikes, the first dislike like, and it's not really a dislike, it's just mostly something to get used to, is that there's so many characters. And I'm not just talking about main characters who are in kind of the main travel group for the travelogue. I'm talking about like the all of the background characters and that first few chapters 
and you go into the beginning of the, uh, when you go into the main village where they're all from, there's just so many people that he introduces you to and they all have backstories and everybody's got a whole family and he just, there's so many names and things to know and places they talk about and it's all this legend and history and for me, it was very overwhelming. It was one of the first reasons when I first started reading it that I had a trouble getting into it was because there's just so much. It's so much to take in and I feel like going back for a reread later, I'll go, oh, this is actually really great. But on the first run, first read of it, I really struggled, which is actually where watching the show came in to help kind of give me a visual. Obviously, it's not a straight over visual, but it kind of helped buffer the initial shock of like, there's so much happening right now. Next is there's a lot of exposition and I'm a fan of long series. I do like lots of exposition, but I just felt like some there's points in the story where there's just a lot. And I think this is a main kind of gripe about the series, particularly this first book that I've heard online that I've seen from other people is that it does. There's just a lot of exposition and some of it is really not necessary. But I also at the same time understand Robert Jordan is trying to build this massive world and this huge scope of a story. And so some of it is necessary. And I'm sure that I've I've heard from my brother who loves the series and some other people that a lot of things tie in that you think are not important now tie in later with the grander story. So maybe there's some parts that I really like later, but I felt like there's a lot of exposition and sometimes it felt pretty slow. And the final thing I disliked, which is kind of linked to that last one, is that the middle is so long. The beginning is, you know, there's some long parts at the beginning, but then it kind of kicks into action. And then the ending is a really short part of the story. But that middle part is really long. It's kind of the travelogue part. And I don't want to get into any spoilers or anything, but there's a lot of parts where I'm just like, man, is this really necessary? There's just a lot of travel and a lot of so much character development that it's kind of like, okay, I want to get to the action. This is a little slow for me. Okay, let's get to the likes. I'm a big fan of this book, as I said. So those are the dislikes. I definitely have more likes than dislikes. One of the big criticisms of Eye of the World that I've seen is that the beginning of the story basically opens like the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, where they have a problem, problem happens, and then they all go on a quest. And most of the characters are very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, such as there's the Gandalf character and there's the Aragorn character, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, as a fan of high fantasy and classical fantasy, um, I don't, I didn't find this a problem. It actually was one of the things that helped ground me me in the story because there was so much other new information being thrown at me that this part was actually like, oh, okay, this is kind of familiar. And it was familiar enough that it kept me interested in the story. Like number two is that the characters are very diverse. I really felt like they're very, um, there's a lot of different characters, which there's so many that was a kind of a problem, but they're very diverse in who they are and what they are and where they come from and all those kinds of things. I love that throughout the whole book, really, they go through to so many different places and he does a really good job of distinguishing the places like when you're in this city it really feels like this city is different from this city and this city is different from this city that's probably one of the strengths that I'm seeing really early which people probably I think probably most people would agree with um you can I can feel the difference it doesn't feel like I'm just in another city but each city is very different each village is very different and then the in, the main characters the main characters that are a part of the kind of travel party all have a lot of differences too and you 
I just think he does a great job with that. Number three, which is very related to that, is that the characterization of these characters, I felt like as I'm reading it, I always, I, I never struggled with who, which character I was with. I felt like each character really stood out in the writing style. And so you cut, you really know who's talking, you really know whose perspective you're from. And it was a really, um, he just did a really great job of, I, I didn't ever feel lost on which character was talking, which I, I just thought that was really great as far as a standout thing. And then finally, um, the epicness of the scope. I mean, even in book one, I can already tell that it's just so epic. There's so much scope to this story. There's so many places. There's so much distance that all the different groups that are talked about in the legends and the myths and the everything. I, I'm just really excited to get through the whole scope. I feel like I definitely feel like as I know that I am, I'm only getting such a small glimpse of the story of the whole grand scope of the story in this one book. And so I'm really excited to read further to officially discover the grand scope of the world that the Wheel of Time is set in. I hope you really like this video. I really love this book. I hope you check it out. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next time on Writing Quest. Huzzah!